0: Hi, my name is Arman, and you're listening to the Yes I Am podcast. At this podcast, we have vulnerable and venting conversations full of integrity with guests about their life stories and how it influences who they are today. You can follow me on Instagram at ArmanASKZ to stay connected. And now let's get inspired. same podcast Andres I'm glad to have you here let's just start by asking you what is your story
1: born in Long Beach California um I have mom and dad I got little brother little sister older sister and um family is another huge part of my life as well part of my story they make me who I am
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um yeah there's just so many different parts of my story I'm kind of like I keep jumping <laughs> out of place in my story but uh I guess, I guess a key part of my story would be high school. Uh, so a little bit about me. I'm an English creative writing major, but I re- intentionally, originally I wanted to major in film, be like a director, um, something to do with film. But I hated writing. Really weird. Growing up, I hated writing. Like literally, like you had me write an essay, a book report, anything, reading or writing, hated it. I put minimal effort into it. So I look at it now. It's funny. I'm like, I'm majoring in English now, which all I do is read it right. Anyway. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, it's, it's weird to remember events anyway. So I guess my sophomore year um, it sounds cliche. I don't know. I got heartbroken by this girl. That I really liked. And um, I was like, so like down, like in the dumps, pretty much. I was really like out of it. Yeah. So I just, I, I literally, I got a notebook and a, pencil started writing and like the, the what i wrote i would consider like a manuscript it was like 15 pages long like front and back 15 pages long it was long <laughs> so oh, <in> first sight. <laughs> yeah it was yeah it was long man I, I guess she really she took a toll on me and i needed yeah. to get some things on my chest mm-hmm. so yeah that was first thing was 15 pages long i still have it it's like on my bed right now mm-hmm. um but yeah so then i i, I got back i like I stepped back from it and I was like wow like writing's cool like I like doing this so so I think that moment on I became I just started writing more and more and more and um I written like many different like poems um spoken words a couple songs um hooks melodies I've written a book I've just like writing is a huge part of um my story because writing it's like it's who I am and um it's funny i to college now so uh, coming, coming to Oregon State, um, I, I wanted to wrestle on the team originally. I was gonna be a walk-on for the wrestling team, but I've had so many injuries wrestling, uh, just my thumbs all out of whack, knees, shoulders, you can name it. If, if there's a bone, I've probably broken it, almost broken it. So <laughs> I was like, okay, maybe take it back from sports. Yeah. But I was reading the school newspaper, the Daily Barometer, and um, they were saying, we're looking for sports writers. And I was like, okay, this is cool. Like, okay, I like writing. I like sports. Why not combine the two? Right. And, um, and yeah, just got fun with it. So yeah, I went meeting, interviewing great, got the job. And um, yeah, so now um, Orange Media Network is a huge part of my story as well, because I spend a lot of my, a lot of my time is on that. And all that, I think all that, like being involved in, oh man, it stems from that instance in my sophomore year, getting heartbroken and it just like gradually led to you know me being involved in writing and creating all this content media but yeah i guess in short that's my story that's parts of it
0: i guess <laughs> yeah to all the ladies out there you break our heart we find our passion so keep it coming
1: <laughs> i think mean, like looking back at it now like i think my, my senior year I, I was looking at like back at it i was talking to my best friend about it yeah and then and then she was like well everything happens for a reason and i was like because before like I looked at it at a negative standpoint. I was like, okay, this sucked. You know, like I liked her. She don't like me back. Mm -hmm. Boo-hoo. But looking at it now, it's like, okay, yeah, everything does happen for a reason. I'm a firm believer. Like now, especially I'm a firm believer that everything happens for a reason. So yeah, that's like the one thing it taught me for sure. (laughs) It's just like everything happens for a reason. People come in and out of your life for a reason and things happen. And the universe has a weird way of making things work. It's just really, really weird. But yeah, it's just, that's one thing that experience taught me for sure.
0: Everything happens for a reason. How does, imp- how does that impact the way you think? Does that help you to be more positive? Oh yeah,
1: for sure. I mean, yeah, everything happens for a reason. And of course, everything that happens to you is not gonna be good per se. But um, I think, I know that belief, especially um, everything happens for a reason. That kind of, is my little mantra now. Well, I have a couple of different mantras. I'll get to that later. But um, yeah, it's just for sure, believing that everything happens for a reason makes me, keeps me going. So it's like, for example, um, let's say, uh, I can give so many examples. Let's say you need to go to a store, but you have homework. Okay. Like you do your homework, go to a store later. If you do your homework, you know, you, you get good grades. You, you study material, yada, yada. The store can wait. Everything happens for a reason. That was a really weird example, but it's one I can think of, but uh, yeah, just, yeah. Everything. If you believe in that, if you like keep telling yourself that every time, I think you'll for sure be a more positive person. And I consider myself a very positive person. I'm a I'm a glass half full type of guy. So I think for sure, I I, I think that belief does help a lot.
0: You know, Andres, one of the biggest aspects of each person's story, I think, is the family. Is the family dynamic. Either if the family was there or they weren't or there were some weird dynamics, things that happen at home will shape who we are today. So what's the dynamic there for you and house family for you so i've always this is weird growing up i was raised
1: by girls i mean my dad is in the picture of course my dad's in the picture don't get me wrong he's still there <laughs> but yeah. he was always at work he does construction he has his own company so he's always at work you know construction takes long hours it's very time consuming yeah. so he's always at work so growing up it was always my mom my aunt or my grandma taking care of me and my older sister so literally there'll be times where i'll be the only boy in the house And it was weird like i mean i didn't think it was weird now but looking back i was like wow i was like that was the only guy for a while (laughs) yeah i mean nothing nothing wrong with it of course but yeah so pretty much i was raised by girls pretty much and um it's funny because like looking at it now like i laugh i'm like wow it's like i wonder like who like who would i be if i was raised by all boys or a mix of course my dad he taught me a bunch of great things especially like like work related taught me a bunch of great things but um my mom my aunt and my grandma for sure—they taught me so much. But yeah, family's always been a huge part of who I am. Literally, like, like my whole family, my whole immediate family—I would say—we live within like a ten-minute drive of each other. Oh,
0: that's pretty. Yeah,
1: cool. so we we see each other a lot. So it's like, especially like when the pandemic happened, I went back home.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We were always like checking on each other. We always we always look out for each other, making sure everyone's okay. And it's funny because uh, <laughs> there's like, so obviously we're the two older ones. And then on top of, there's like a string of little kids. It's like my little brother, little sister, little cousin, other little cousin, and then my other little cousin, then my little cousin, it's like six little kids. But it's like seeing that cycle just go on, like we're always like there for each other. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I mean, that for sure. Like looking at that, it's like, that's cool, you know? Like you see like all your aunts, uncles, you come together. Like we have a tradition, um, actually being a family, we have a tradition where every Sunday, yeah. We come together as a family and have dinner together. And then another, that, that tradition came from my grandma. My grandma really instilled a bunch of family traditions, um, especially like she she passed away in 2010 because of cancer. But I think after then it's when it picked up even more. So it's like, you look at it now, it's like, we have dinner, pretty much we see each other like once a week. Yeah. If we can't have it on Sunday, we have it on Saturday. If we can't have it on Saturday, we have it Friday. And if we can't make it one week, we have it the next week. So it, it's at the point where it's like, if they can't make it a certain day, We're not affected by it because we're going to see each other. We're going to see them again. We see them throughout the week. We're going to see them all the time. And even like on holidays too. It's like, let's say, Mm -hmm. let's say someone can't make it because they're going to go to the other side of the family's um, Mm -hmm. Thanksgiving, Christmas dinner, whatever. Mm -hmm. No big deal. We see them pretty much every other week. (laughs) It's no big deal. But yeah, families, that that tradition is a huge thing in my family. And I I really like that tradition a lot. Just because I know, I tell my friends that too. It's like, oh, every Sunday we get together, have dinner. And they're like, what? Like, yeah, like I see, I see my family all the time, yeah. you know, and they're like, that's crazy. Like, like that's smart. <laughs> you know, it's just like, wow, like maybe we should do that. But yeah, I really like that tradition a lot. It's my favorite tradition for sure.
0: And under us, what are those traits and habits or the advices that your parents have given to you that has shaped who you are today?
1: Oh, my mom. Oh, man, my mom has taught me a lot. Yeah, shout out my mom and dad. But anyway, uh, what did my mom taught me? I got to start with my dad. My dad has taught me a lot how to, We does construction. So I think I got a lot of my social skills and my hardworking skills from my dad because I'm a very social person. And construction is one of those jobs where it's like, if you know people, that help you out. If you're nice to them, they help you out. So on and so forth. So I got that from my dad for sure. Just like being like being social, being a good human being, helpful, hardworking, kind. I got that from my dad for sure. Mm my mom I I don't know there's so much my mom taught me I can't pinpoint one thing I guess my mom always taught me to be a good person too overall she taught me so much dude I just I can't pick one thing there's so many I'm trying to think of like specifics (laughs) um yeah this is really hard but yeah my mom's taught me a lot um back in being a good person golden rule if like you know it's like I remember (laughs) one of my mom's favorite sayings that she taught me was the sky's the limit, unless you're an astronaut, then it's the moon, or or beyond, and that saying means a lot to me, because, like, she's, she's right, you know, the sky's the limit, and I remember, like, especially, because my parents are first generation, I'm a first generation American, my parents were born in um, Mexico, so they want, they want the best for me, and my siblings, and family, and all that, they want the best for them, so I take that saying with a lot of, like, you know, like, it means a lot to me, that saying, but yeah, I just look at it back like the sky's the limit. And I tell myself that like when I'm down, like I have a, so much work piled up on me. I'm like, I can't do it. think of my mom, like on my shoulder saying, oh, the sky's the limit. Unless you're an not, then it's the moon. But yeah, my mom has taught me just, my mom has also taught me like never give up. She's taught me um, it gets hard, but it gets better. And she's always taught me that um, that families, she always says this, like friends are per- are friends are temporary, but family's forever. And that's a quote. It's, I'm going to be honest. That's a quote. It took me a while to realize, mm-hmm. but she's very right. Uh, yeah. Friends are temporary. I've had so many people come in and out of my life that are deemed as friends, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, family's going to be there. like my sister. I could call her right now and talk to her My little brother. I could text him on his iPad, mom and dad. i always call him my aunt, uncle, anyone I can call They'll always be there for me. So yeah, she's taught me that for sure. Like family's always going to be there for you because we're blood and I, there's a saying she had, but I forgot what it was, but yeah, like we're blood and um, not going to never going to change. She taught me that for sure.
0: You know, another aspect of your life that I want to talk to you about is sports, which you have played many sports. Now you cover sports and I want to know uh, the toughness that comes from sports. Like how does, how does that come? And how does that shape you?
1: Oh man, that toughness, it was, it took a long time to build. So I'll start from the beginning again. Uh, So literally, my whole whole family was on sports. Um, My dad in high school was a catcher, baseball. My mom did soccer and tennis. And growing up, um, my sister and I, we were always in baseball, soccer, anything under the sun doing sports. We could be like outside throwing a football. I I mean, my spiral was horrible, but I would still throw football around. But one sport that takes a cake on all of that is wrestling. And that's cause I walked in, not knowing what to expect. I was like, oh, let's try it. I was like, oh my, like, of course me. I was like, oh, it's like on TV, like where's the chairs? Where's the ring? You know, but it's none of that. <laughs> but So I think for sure, uh, like my freshman freshman year, I was very timid. Uh, and then mind you, like not, not a lot of people know this, but I was pretty short and chubby as a freshman. I was,
0: uh,
1: uh, what was I? I was very short. I was like probably five, three. Two hundred pounds ish. I was not, you know, the toughest guy, <laughs> but yeah, 200 pounds. Um, I wrestled my first season. Well,
0: know, like that
1: man, you were like huge. That was yeah. I was a meatball, pretty much. I was a big old yeah. like, like a, like a meatball. That was me, pretty much. <laughs> rolling down, <laughs> rolling down the hill, catching steam. Yeah, that was me. Not ashamed of it. <laughs> just a yeah man i was chubby i was a chubby kid anyway so yeah after uh my freshman year of wrestling um i had like i was like six and 18 I was horrible <laughs> and then my coach was like okay not a great season okay first i wanted to quit then my coach talked to me he was like no don't quit like you're only gonna get better and i didn't believe it and i was like no i'm not gonna get better I was like hey, look at me and he said that's right we're gonna change you so over the summer um uh, over the summer, I went, I did weightlifting, footwork, everything under the sun to get, um, like bigger, quote unquote, bigger, more leaner. And it worked literally in a span of from June to I would say September. I went from like five, three, two hundred 200 pounds to like five, seven, one, like 160. I cut, so, uh-huh. yeah, I cut, uh-huh. I literally, because I had a bunch of baby fat. Still, wow. so, like, I, I got taller and then I just like shrunk too. It was weird. Like it was scary, but it was pretty cool. <laughs> so... oh, man! <laughs> yeah. Wow. yeah, I was, that's yeah, it's kind of like the Man, that's hard work. That's oh yeah. Work. And I hated every second of it. I remember my coach, like oh, my yeah. coach especially, we had this workout where um, bar hangs, he hangs from the yeah. bar. I could never do it. I hated it so much. And I would, I would be like, I leave every day pissed. I'm like, why is my coach making me do this? Like why am I, like, I hate this. Why am I here? What am I doing here? I could be like enjoying my summer, but I would still show up every day and just like work. Like I would do like curls, uh, bench press, squats. Uh, I have my old weightlifting journal back at home, but you can see my numbers starting to increase. And um, like my sophomore year, I was wrestling 160. And um, my coach comes up. He was like, hey, you want to be the uh the off captain? Which is like freshman, sophomore. I was like, what? He was like, oh, like me? They're like, yeah. like." I think these kids will see you as an inspiration and you'll be good to go. And you're a hard worker. You're a great wrestler. You're only going to get better. Say that again. You're only going to get better. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I guess. So um, I was captain for the freshman, sophomore team. And um, that season was better than last time. I think at the freshman, sophomore level, I was, uh, I'm not sure my exact record, probably like 18 and seven, which is, eh, it's, it's pretty good. But yeah. So you can't say off JB forever. <laughs> so eventually I had to transition to varsity. Yeah. And let me tell you, I was so scared. Not even going to lie. I was so scared because I saw varsity as, you know, the elite. And I didn't see myself as the elite. I saw myself as still this freshman, sophomore kid who just happens to be winning matches. I never, I didn't, didn't believe myself at all, which I hate saying, but it was true. I didn't believe myself at all. So, mm-hmm. my junior year, I was really scared. Uh, and it's crazy because I was so like 160, but we had a bunch of solid guys at 160, 172. Uh, 170. So, I had to wrestle 182s. So, that didn't help a lot either because I was very scared. Because, mind you, so the way it worked was I always had to stay in between weights to make sure um, mm-hmm. I was good. Like, in like case they needed me at this weight, I was there. So, I would be like 162 wrestling 182s. And that was very scary because I was like, I was already scared, like these kids are big, like you know, they're buff. I'm not buff. I'm just I have fake muscles. That's why that's what I call them. I have fake muscles. <laughs> so I was just very scared. And um I remember uh my the last term of the year at CIF. Literally, like for league, I took second in league and I was like, okay, I'm okay, I'm good. But it was um CIF, which is to qualify, almost qualify for masters and state. Um before the whole tournament started i'm like coach i'm scared he's like why i was like i'm scared like this is, my, my, this is a huge tournament like i'm scared and he told me he was like you're better than half the people in this gym you need to believe in yourself more. and i was like i was like yeah right <laughs> I, I shrugged off like yeah right coach stop lying you you say that to everybody but he really believed in me and um yeah i remember that tournament um first match i win okay cool you know, I won. <laughs> second match, I lost. I was pretty bummed out and I was like, damn, it's like, it's only getting harder from here. Coach pulled me aside again. It's like, hey, pick yourself back up. You're doing good. Like, just believe in yourself, you got this. Mm-hmm. And I end up qualifying for the second day mm-hmm. of CIF, which I was the first time I've qualified for a two day tournament. And mind you, it's a huge tournament. And I remember like, <laughs> it was so funny. I got the pin, I pinned the guy, got my hand raised. I ran on my coach, gave him a huge hug. <laughs> I was like, "Oh my God, I did it! I did it!" And so the way it works is like you're top twelve. If you make the second day, it's good. Maybe on the blood round, you're top twelve in your. I'm not sure if it's section or region, but you're top twelve. So I was pretty much top twelve in my area. Yeah, top twelve wrestlers, and I was like, "Wow!" I was like, "Me? <laughs> I was like, me? I did that?" And um. Yeah, I was just I was like, and all my teammates made it, and we were just so happy, and then. My coach, like next day, tournament came. Second day, coach pulled me aside. He was like, Hey, you have a chance to make history. And I was like, I do. Yeah, I do. And he was like, You got this. Believe me in yourself. You got this. And um, yeah, it was so if I would have won the match, I would have qualified. I would have had the chance to qualify for the matches, which is another tough tournament. And I remember um, it was a good match. Kid was super lanky mm-hmm. and I was short. And I, I got caught in a position. I got pinned and it was one of those where it's like you're on the mat and you just like look down, like you don't want to get up. You're just like, damn, it's like I was so close and I didn't believe myself, but I got this far and I was like, damn, it's like I really had it. I walked over to my coach. I walked over to the other coach, shook his hand. I walked to my coach hard crying. I was like, I was like, Wow, I really blew it. And he was like, No, you didn't. Are you kidding me? He was like, Look how far you came. You're like, This is your first year of varsity. And like, you didn't like, and he knew I didn't believe myself. He knew, like, I, I still struggle with this believing in yourself really hard. Sometimes. And I didn't, I, I had no belief in myself at all. My junior, my junior year. And he was like, you need to come back and get better. I'm like, okay, I'll do that. Turn around senior year. I was named captain of the varsity team. I don't know why, <laughs> but he believed my coach believed in me. He said, you're, you're a hard worker. All the younger guys looked up to you you're an inspiration to so many people literally just go out there. This is like your last year, you know, go out there and dominate. I was like, okay, cool. So, um, yeah, uh, my senior year was definitely my best year for sure. Uh, midway through the season, I was 17 and two, which was my best record at all. I was like 17 wins, only two losses. And I was like, okay, like, like I'm feeling the groove of things. It's cool. And it was funny. (laughs) Um, so, uh, This is really random too, but I remember every, before every match my junior year, I'd be so scared. I would see my opponent be like, damn, I got to wrestle him. He looks good. I'd be at Deering Headlights. And I remember one thing that they would do is one thing, I remember this one guy, this one match especially, he would go in the center and just like, look at you, like eyeball you like down, like as you walk back and forth. Yeah. I was like, like, let me try that. So like at a tournament, I tried that. I just like stared him down, going back and forth. And he I, he has that look. He had the look that I had. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, this feels good. You know, like, if, if you feel good, like, being in control. Yeah. Definitely, my confidence went up the roof for sure. Like, 17-2, and two, like, my confidence went huge, huge up the roof. And it was funny because, like, what I used to be scared of didn't scare me anymore. So, and every time I'd be walking back and forth on the mat, my opponent would, like, stare me down, like, trying to, like, act tough. I'd just, like, look at him and be like, <laughs> okay. I would laugh. My coach would hate me for that. I would laugh.
0: Yeah. But,
1: my confidence was huge through the roof. It went up a lot. Wow. And then we cut to CIF again. I'm in the same predicament. Um, I won my first two matches, make it to the quarterfinals. I ended up losing that match, but I was, I saw a chance to come back in place.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I lost that match. Um, again, I lost again in the blood round my senior year. And um, my coach was there, same thing he told me, hugged me. I just, I cried again. I'm a crier. <laughs> I cried again and I was like, I'm sorry, coach. He was like, no, are you kidding me? Like you have nothing to apologize for. It's like, you went from this chubby short kid who didn't believe in himself to this athlete who believed in yourself and you've inspired so many people around you. You have nothing to be ashamed of. Like you've had a hell of a career. And I was like, like, damn, it's like, Uh, like, thank you. But uh, yeah, my confidence for sure went up the roof because I just, I started to believe myself more. And that's like, that's like, that's one thing I'm really grateful for, for the sport of wrestling. Um, if I did not have that experience at all, I would still be very not confident in myself. Now I'm very confident in what I do. It's like, I have a one thing my coach, my coach told me. Yeah. I remember my sophomore year, he was like, Hey, I want you to go in the mirror every day. Look at it and tell yourself you're a bad mother. You know what? Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> Yeah, I was like, what? yeah, you know what? I was like, what? I was like, coach, what are you talking about? He's like, just do it. I'm like the so first first day I did I was like, I'm a bad mother, you know what? And I was like, man, this isn't why. But my senior year, I actually started believing it. I would look in the mirror and be like, you know what? Like, yeah, I am a bad, you know what. Yeah. So I, I had the I had like every like I could do I could do anything. I'm taking a test at school. <laughs> I'm a bad, you know what? I'm getting lunch. I'm a bad, you know what? On the mat. I remember I would tell myself that I'm a bad you know what, i whoop some ass, but yeah, that's like, I still say that saying nowadays, it's like, if I, I could be going to class online, I, I, I still say, I'm a bad, you know what, because I I believe it. it, I it's instilled in me, I like yeah. saying it, plus, I, I like saying it too, because it's pretty funny, but yeah, I just, that saying for, that saying for sure helped me a lot with wrestling, and just my confidence overall, for sure, yeah, man, just, I got it. my coach definitely for sure, I have so many, like, coach brian coach ken lavery it's like so many other coaches really helped me i remember it, it was crazy too because i've had like lavery especially i remember it, i remember one moment, i was at a tournament um and i was in the quarterfinals yeah and he pulled me aside he was like hey you doing good I'm like yeah i'm doing good and he was like look at that guy look at my look at that look at your opponent like, okay it's like big guy right yeah big guy you can take him right I'm like yeah i can take him I'm like damn it's <laughs> like damn right and I ended up winning the match. But yeah, it's just like those little moments of just like, yeah. like influencing my confidence for sure helped a lot. And I, I ended up winning the match. But it just they were they were for sure always making sure I was confident because they knew I was I didn't believe myself. Like I, I, there were moments I was like, I'm not gonna win this match. Why do not go out there? I'm gonna go without their layout and just lose. But now my senior year, I was like, okay, you know what? Like, nah, we we're going tooth and nail. I'm 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 gonna, I'm gonna win this match, whatever it takes. And that was a mentality I had where it just like, believe me you
0: believe in yourself more and you could do so many more things because of that yeah man the power of belief is just so strong and i just love 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 your story and uh how confident you became over time and you know the confidence can go higher and higher more confident you are more comfortable you are in your own skin and to be able to perform at a higher level and uh Andreas, at the end of the episode, what's the biggest lesson you ever learned in your life?
1: I have too many to count. Um, biggest lesson ever in my life. Oh, um, I have way too many to count. Um, I guess I, I've said it before everything happens for a reason. It's a mm-hmm. huge lesson in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, believing in yourself, another huge lesson in my life. Uh, yeah. I, I still struggle with that sometimes, if I'm being honest. But yeah, just believing yourself, believing you have the ability to do so many, so many great things yeah. and believing that you can just, you have the ability
0: mm-hmm.
1: to be a great person
0: yeah. is
1: another great thing. Um, I guess another lesson, I have it on my little post-it on my wall. It says, hang in there, it gets better. <laughs> it does, yeah. like a little cat from the tree, you know? Yeah. It gets better. And then another lesson uh, I learned recently is um, it's okay not to be okay. Kind of like the shirt I'm wearing right now.
0: Yeah, that's it's okay. not, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, it's okay not to be okay, and that's a lesson. If I'm being honest, I, I just recently learned that one. It, it took me a while to accept it, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's it's okay not to be okay sometimes. You don't have to be. You don't have to be hundred percent. You know, it's okay not to be okay, and that's another mantra of mine as well, along with the many other I listed. But <laughs> so there's so many lessons. I just I can't pinpoint one. That means the most to me
0: mm-hmm. because
1: there's so many different lessons. Um, I wrote my way out is another uh, lesson I learned. It's from the musical Hamilton. But yeah, I remember I wrote my way, I ten, I wrote my way out of like being sad, being yeah. like just in the dumps, wrote, wrote my way out of that. And every time I'm in that phase again, I just write my way out. Literally, I just write down my thoughts, feelings, convert that into different works mm-hmm. of art and feel good again
0: yeah
1: Yeah, those are a couple of my lessons that mean the most um
0: to me especially and what would under put in front of yes i am
1: i'll tie back into the theme of this episode Mm -hmm. yes i am confident
0: thank you for listening to this episode if you enjoyed it make sure to subscribe and share with your friends and as always yes i am